At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again, and in today's episode, we have my brother, Mr. Eric Balance. Eric, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? What's up, Dream Nation? Grateful to be here. Excited to be here with you, Casanova, brother. It's uh, an honor, and, and I just want to say thank you for having me. It's, it's a real privilege. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to dive into so much of your wisdom because we were just talking right before we went on the air and you were telling me that you've been traveling all over and now you've made your home in, in Brazil. But the thing that I noticed about you right from the beginning is you definitely have a swagger or you have a more cool, calm, collected approach about you. Has that always been your thing? Like, have you always just been more chill or was there a time that you were like up, up, up. And then you were like, listen, I got to be able to tone it down a little bit. I love that you asked this question, brother. So like intensity is probably one of my biggest uh, strengths and I'm very intense, um, which is probably why I can create a lot of certainty in other things or the projects that I'm developing. Um, but this intensity is also, it comes with a, an importance of understanding that it's contained. It needs to be powerfully contained. So in the past, I didn't know how to powerfully contain it. So I would just be kind of like, rah, all over the place. You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, it, it was a learning curve, right? Because that would repel a lot of great people away from me. Uh, and not that it mattered at the time, because, you know, that's what I needed to, to kind of like go through in the moment. But I realized the more that I could balance out, you know, this masculine energy that I kind of was all about was like focus, determination, and execution. I realized that the more important it is about like flow, about like this feminine version of myself that brings me back to this bliss, this, this centeredness, this balance that I really want to um, embody because for me, it's about really trusting and having faith um, but like using this like strength and courage that I have from like this beautiful masculine sovereign point of myself, but also allowing this feminine playfulness and flow and like compassion and pure love to just come through me. Right. And so it's, it really comes from those two energies because it doesn't matter who we are, whether a male or a female, um, you know, what sexual orientation we have, or any, we, we have both energies available inside of us. And so once we can understand that, like, 
you know, I used to be this like toxic, masculine, egotistical son of a bitch, right? And um, like, you know, I used to take steroids, like the whole nine, like the whole bullshit, like mask story. And I realized like, who, who the fuck am I? Like, mm-hmm. do I want to be real or do I need to have this like wall in front of me so that like I, I, I you know, I hide behind my ego um, because he's scared of being seen by this like loving little boy, playful little boy that just wants to like go out into the world, dream and manifest everything, you know, like let's go play. Right. No, that's so powerful, man. So give us a background on your backstory of like, where did you grow up? Like, how did you because now people can already see that like, wow, he's about to drop a lot of value in this episode. But like, (sighs) give us the backstory. How did how did you grow up? Well, my value only comes from my experience. I can only say as much as I've been through. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I told you before we got on here, there's a lot that I don't know, brother. And, uh, you know, I, I, I realized I don't know anything, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up, my parents immigrated a little bit before I was born from Poland to Canada to, uh, you know, a town, Edmonton, Alberta. And really, man, like Edmonton was where I was born. It was where I was raised. My, my grandfather came there. Uh, my parents, you know, I was going through, you know, I went to high school there, I went to university there. Um, and throughout those times, you know, as I got and grew older, I uh, spent a lot of time with my parents and like my, my grandfather learned how to speak Polish for Polish was my first language. And uh, realistically, um, you know, we didn't have much, right? Like we, we didn't have much, like my parents are extremely Roman Catholic um, and uh, just like this belief system around, um, you know, you got to work hard to get what you, you really, you know, you can have and, and um, you know, you got to pray to, to get more things or, or for things to grow. Like, and for me, it was, it was really difficult to understand religion specifically but um, because it was so like contained in, in one kind of essence of right and wrong rather than like out of the box. Um, I just never felt this containment or this understanding of if I do something wrong that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be punished. Right. Like where, where's the compassion? <laughs> where's right. the like, where's the understanding? Like I didn't know that at the time, but I felt that at the time. Right. Like, there's a difference between like feeling it and then like now kind of knowing it. And so as I grew older, like I really rebelled, man. like I really rebelled because I didn't love this in the box mentality and like societal conditions were something that just didn't make sense to me. But I, you know, the mind, I'm still human. So like, you know, you learn from these experiences as you're going through this like beautiful exper- human experience, you know, the spirit going through this human experience and you know, I, I fell into the wrong crowd. Like my parents didn't have much, um, you know, they did the best they could, of course. And they still like, they're still fucking amazing. Um, but, uh, financially we really struggled. And, um, so I got into like selling drugs and, um, eventually I started doing them until I became a full blown crack addict, you know? And, uh, 
you know, that was a really dark time for me. It was a very dark time for me. You know, I, it was about 14 years, 15 years ago now. And, you know, my parents didn't know where I was at times for six months at a time. And I was, I was using for three years straight um, from the age of 16 to 19 years old. And, you know, to be fully addicted to crack cocaine um, and to like still somehow manage and like navigate through life. I, I still don't know till this moment how the fuck I did it, you know, like um, to not be in prison right now or in jail or dead um, is, a, is a miracle. Um, Do you think? I mean, because for anybody who has an addiction, a lot of the times they are trying to fill a void, right? Do you think that there is a void that you were trying to fill that, that cracked? What yeah. was the void? So, you know, the more, the, the deeper I go, like, you know, and again, this is like, this is really uh, deep kind of work that I've gone through. Um, so I believe, you know, that I've been around, in, you know, this uh, a physical space in multiple different lifetimes. And so my belief system is that I've really, you know, come down through into this physical space, not understanding my human didn't understand my spirit. And so my spirit was was trying to really con connect back to um, to to self and to um, the people around me. And what I what I didn't know how to do as the human, um, instead I I jumped into this void of of drugs, right? And so I used drugs as a gateway to detach myself so that I could be in this place of of creativity and not knowing again not knowing that the substance was not going to be the one that gets me into that creativity right and if you know anything about like plant medicine nowadays um, or uh, you know like really diving deep into your creative space um, you know like these altered states of consciousness Right, it, they can really take you to a new realm of of, of creativity, of self expression, of love, of depth, of healing, and I really believe that my human body, right, was was listening to my spirit, but didn't know how to really under like what to do to get into that place of altered state of consciousness to to get to that place of oneness or understanding to our creator. Um, and so therefore, uh, I use this substance called crack cocaine, which again, like, you know, it's highly addictive, very like terrible. And so I was filling this void that um, I didn't know at the time was actually something that was harmful to me. And then of course, I got addicted to it. So the human being me became just like, totally addicted and then the ego in me totally took over and my spirit just kind of like was getting crushed right until one day my father asked me a question and this question was like you know he multiple multiple times asked me a question to like go to um to rehab and uh i was like fuck that you know like just again my ego like taking over and until he asked me a question he's like i don't even want you to do it for me like, I don't, I genuinely don't. And I don't even want you to do it for yourself. But what if you could do it for your future self? And it was like my spirit 
in that moment, like came out of my body, looked at myself in the face and said, Eric, it's time to fucking wake up. Hmm. And it, it was in that moment, like, I was like, okay, dad, let's do it. And he like immediately like, let's go, right? Like, like, this is my opportunity to save my son. And, uh, yeah, we went to the rehab center and my dad actually peed in a cup for me because I couldn't get in. You have to be like in, in detox before you go to rehab, which is, don't get me, I don't even understand how that works, but, um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it saved my life. Wow. That's super powerful testimony. And so let me ask, because a lot of people go through this and where they have some abuse and maybe it's not a substance abuse, but it's some type of an addiction or something. And you make the choice that you want to change and you go through the first step of the process, right? Which is just saying, I'm going to show up. But then the challenge becomes, how do I continuously show up, especially if I'm not in an environment that's more solitary, right? To where I, I'm not being probed with everything on the outside. So how did you stick with it, right? And and not say, hey, after a week, I'm out of this. Like, was there books? Was there a mentor? What did that look like? So I went to this um, rehab center and it was a very spiritual place. And there was no, no mistakes, like no fucking mistakes, bro. Um, so it was very like Indian Métis, um, like rehab center, so extremely spiritual, extremely like indigenous. Um, we did like temascals, we prayed a lot, like spiritual pray prayer, you yeah. know, like and that was what woke me up. And you know, there was this big there was this big prayer that I learned that was written on the wall. And many of you have probably heard this, but it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Hmm. And, you know, at that time, it didn't really, like, I didn't really absorb it. I absorbed it in the way of reminding myself about it, but I didn't really understand it. And today, I use that prayer as such a powerful tool of discernment, of really understanding that we actually are not these minds, right? We are so much more deeper than them. We get to choose the, the choice of free will, as you mentioned earlier, is so prominent inside of us, right? It's been given to us by, by, you know, the Holy Spirit to allow ourselves to really come together and bring this choice that we have from our creator to decide if we actually want to live in love or live in fear. Because they're both illusions depending on which choice we make every day. So moving forward, as I continued through these like, um, experiences of life. You know, I stayed there for seven weeks in rehab, stayed clean. And then I decided like, I need to get rid of my friends. I need to like, you know, you know, work somewhere that's going to be. So I, I worked at a Lululemon that was very like, you know, physical, pretty ladies. Like, yeah, like, it really like allowed me to step into this, this place of like, just um, acceptance of myself. Um, acceptance of like of something greater and then i you know i really as i was around more more better high vibrational high frequency people i started to really ask more questions about myself but also learn so much around other people and you know being around a lot of university students um i then eventually went to university because again there's still societal construct you know be 
being created there. And so I went to university and um, university was a great like understanding of like my leadership role, the ability to lead. And, you know, I became like the vice president of the accounting club. Then, in the, then I became the president of the accounting club. Then I got really good grades and, you know, like everything kind of took off for me with regards to school, right? Like still in a box though. And uh, I realized, you know, after I graduated, I had all these like opportunities. I lasted three months at one firm, quit and went to another firm. Uh, after another three months and I was like, I can't do this. I'm so much like broader, expansive than this. Right. So, you know, I ended up working in the oil field. I went to go sell cars. I did fucking everything, bro. Bartended during like everything that I could to figure out like, what's the meaning of my life? What's the purpose of my life? And it's these environments that I really was understanding was like, I, my purpose is to somehow get closer to myself. And the, the way that I was actually at that time getting closer to myself, I mentioned to you at the beginning, I was taking a lot of steroids and like getting, was like health and fitness. So although I may have not been healthy, I was super fit, <laughs> you know? And so I knew how to tell people to get really health, like fit bodies, right? Or healthy bodies, even though I was taking steroids, I would, you know, support other people that were not like doing that, that process. So you were so like was, a trainer. I was I was kind of like an online trainer. You know, I was never okay. a personal trainer in person, right? Because I, I don't have the credentials and I don't fucking believe in credentials, right? Um, I think that, you know, unless you're a doctor or a lawyer, right? Like I, I believe that you can go out there and really learn everything if you have an intent and a fucking passion and a desire to go out there and do it. Um, I would agree. Yeah, you know, and... Uh, so, so yeah, I was helping people do that for like a year and then my business was really growing online and then, you know, people were like, how are you doing this and stuff like this? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I'll show you though. <laughs> just figure it out. Right. Like, right. Like everything I do, right. Like everything I do, bro. I just like, I go out there and I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. You know? Mm. And, um, then I started getting into the marketing and the marketing now became like a really powerful face mask for me. So I like thought I needed to be this like fucking guru marketer and I'm not, I'm not a guru marketer. Like I'm just, a, I'm a, I'm a human that is doing the best that I can with everything that I had. What I do know is that I have a very powerful connection to a, my creator, right? Mm that I pray very deeply, that I go very deep, that I can connect with the relationship with myself. And therefore, from that relationship with self, I can evolve that relationship with my higher power, with source, with pure source, with God, whoever you want to call, right? The yeah. way, whichever way you want to describe your highest source of self, right? And so, um, yeah, so I started like really helping other people really tune back into how they can speak to their, you know, the people that they can serve. But then I realized like, fuck man, like I am not excited about, you know, your ideal client and all this shit. I'm, I'm talking, I'm, 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 I'm serious about how serious you are from understanding the distance it takes to learn how to get away from your head and back into your heart. Because the language of love is what all of these ascended masters from all of these religions spoke. That was the language, right? 
That was the intention. That was the purpose. That was the focus. So they didn't live in their fucking head. They lived in their heart. And right. that's where ancient wisdom arises. The divinity that you may see in somebody else is the divinity that you see in yourself. Mm. And so now, today, like that's like my most exciting thing, right? So I'm in Brazil. I just had a beautiful retreat here, um, you know, that I hosted. And I'm looking, I'm finding land um, to really invest and develop this place where, where hearts from all over the world can come to heal. Because I'm the bridge of so many leaders in the world that really are wanting to bring their essence, their abundance, right? Because a lot of, I know a lot of people with a lot of like abundance and wealth. And I know a lot of people with an abundance of wisdom and heart and love. So what I want to do is bridge the two because I believe that we all are equal. It doesn't matter what you have materialistically and it doesn't matter, you know, where you're from. But we're all fucking so equal. It doesn't matter what race you are, what, what color of skin you have. It doesn't matter what you believe in. We are all fucking equal. And the language that we all have is love. We all want to be loved and, and loved. Right. And so for me now, I'm, I'm looking to like really ex expand that vision. You know, I'm looking at 144 hectares here, you know, um, to really expand, build a retreat center on. And not only do that, but build a sustainable community, you know, do um, really powerful like permaculture and agroforestry and, you know, a green school, things that we can do to like really bring the local community and also people from, you know, all over the world to come and heal and remind themselves, remind themselves of the distance that it takes is only from here to here, from our head to our heart. And this is how we are supposed to live with playfulness, with intention, with be reminding ourselves this pure purity that we came into the world with because our heart was the first thing that existed before our mind ever did. Facts. No, man, that's super, super powerful. Let me, you said something earlier and I think a lot of people probably their ears perked up um, or even their eyes. And you said, you know, love and fear they're both just illusions hmm. tap into that a little bit more yeah so oftentimes you know we can make a decision based from our logical mind and the logic is a really powerful part of the human experience right but associated with a lot of logic comes questions right and questions are good and, and the power, the quality of our questions determine the quality of our results, determine the quality of our relationship, determine essentially the quality of our life. But my question to many people out there that are, are, are coming from this logical state, is it out of fear? And if it's out of fear, my question is, is it is it coming from a place of not being enough, not being heard, not being seen? Or are you truly allowing yourself to come from a place of trust and faith and love and purity? Because fear, you see, it's an, it's an illusion. The only place that it ever exists is in our minds, right? And love is also an illusion. And the only place that it ever exists is in our hearts. But let me ask you, and I, I actually said this to you already. 
the first thing that ever existed is our heart. Right. So if that's where the wisdom lies, why are we asking questions from our mind? Mm. Why are we allowing ego and fear? And I'm not saying ego as a bad thing because ego can protect us. It's, it's extremely focused on survival. And, but understanding the discernment of that, right? How do we discern that, you know, these questions that may arise from our ego can be extremely, um, they can take us off track, right? Because we don't see what's next because the ego wants to know the next answer. The ego fear usually comes when we don't know because we're, we're so attached to fucking certainty. Right. But let me ask you a question. And anybody that's listening right now, just really think about this. When you went on a vacation, when you were preparing to go on a vacation and there was so much uncertainty around it, were you excited? Yeah. Most people are going to say, yeah, fuck, of course I was. Like, of right. course, there was so much uncertainty. So why is it that when we are using life that way, that we can't lean into that same magic that's available to us when we're going on a vacation for a week? Well, I think my my answer to that would be if I was just thinking about it, I was like, well, if you think about a vacation, all you're thinking about is the good, the good, the good, but it's never, uh, you know, you don't think about the bad. But in, in life, I think a lot of the times instantly you think, okay, this maybe could work, but I think that more of the bad comes and like overpowers it, right? Why? Like why does the bad come and overpower it? Yeah. Um, I think because... If I had to say, I think because you see a lot more in your visual of the bad. Like, so when you're thinking about life, let's just use starting a business, for example. If somebody says, oh, man, I want to start a business. Well, then you hear these stats out there that says, you know, 95% of all businesses are failed, right, or fail within five years, right? So you're hearing that to start. On top of that, you got to think about the capital. On top of that, you got to think about all these other things. If you're thinking about, okay, I want to go on vacation, what you're thinking about, if I want to take my family to Disneyland, all you can see is, okay, the, the, the memories that you're going to create from Disneyland. And you don't think like no one ever talks about, Hey, there were 17 people that died at Disney world yesterday, right. Or last week or in last year. So I think that that's where probably, you know, the, the mindset comes from, but I think it's very interesting uh, that you asked that. And I'm, I'm curious to hear your, um, your opinion off of what I just said. Thank you. Yeah. So based off of this, um, what is the feeling associated with what you're saying with regards to, you know, my thoughts around, you know, my life and the, the uncertainty around it? What's that feeling feel like? Um, for my life or yeah, well, yeah, let's just pretend like you're somebody, you know, yeah, let, for, yeah, let's just, yeah. That. Well, I think if, if for my life, I'm I'm saying the the feeling is is gratitude, right? From knowing my story and everything I'm able to do. But then for me, I do get very excited about the unknowns, right? I do get very excited about trying something that I didn't think that I could do, and that's why I'm in the businesses, podcasts, all these other things. Um, so for me, the feeling is very much excitement and gratitude Perfect. that I've been able to do it. So most people are not thinking this way. Most people are thinking, fuck, like this is like the statistics, the logical mind, the questioning, the uncertainty, right? Well, what if we could, what if we could take that feeling of how it's going to feel 
of going on vacation for a week and do that every single day? And what if we could live in that feeling? How would you do that? So making certain that every single day we recognize that there's a vibration that we actually get to achieve. So when we wake up in the morning, you know, it's oftentimes, you know, and I can tell you this from my own experience. I used to have the Sunday fucking blues for fear of Monday, you know? Yeah. So I used to wake up like, fuck, like on Sundays, I don't want to go to work on Monday, you know? And because I was so already conditioned to be in my mind and and every time I leaned on like an experience in my heart is like you know what if I did this or what if I like went out there to do this but my mind can tell you but you're gonna fail you know like this is stupid you don't have what it takes you know like all the fucking stories in my mind that were telling me like how how much of a failure I was and I really believed that I was the mind I really believed that that was me mm. I hundred percent and there's a lot of people out there that, that, that will think this way because what we don't know, we don't know. But what I started doing is I started embodying this place of like, like executing, you know, starting to talk about my dreams, talking, starting writing them, starting to meditate, starting to pray, and then recognizing that the silence for myself was a way for me to understand how I could actually speak to my higher self. Mm. Right. So, so noticing the thoughts pass me by, noticing the excitement pass me by and choosing which one I wanted to really feel. Right. Because we do everything right. Our logic tries to make sense. But when we take action, it's based off of mostly off of a feeling. Mm. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. So when we, when we, when we, recognize that we're actually here in this world in this physical space to feel to feel to like cry to laugh to play to like really then we start making choices that our body is telling us because our mind is actually we've been so fucking conditioned since the age of seven to not listen to our bodies i don't know about you but you know you and me are both walking right so we never right. we never gave up to, to start walking because we're like fuck this we're gonna feel and we're gonna make sure that we can walk right right and so if our mind took over at that time before the ego was developed we would have we, we'd still be fucking crawling Mm. but because we decided that no like we're going to continue to dream we're going to continue to feel we're going to continue to live this life our construct of our brain started to create barriers in our life and so what i actually think we should uh, most people should be doing is like learning how to become a child again learning how to be more playful learning how to not give up learning how to recognize that those dreams that when you're sleeping those ones that exist inside of you that that's the actually true you that's the essence that needs to come out of you wow it's it's super super powerful man let me ask you you talked about you know meditation and writing things down was that a significant part because for a lot of people and i know i've even struggled with this in the past right and and this is so powerful that we're talking about it but when you're saying learning to be a child again right you don't try to hold every when you're in elementary school you don't hold everything in your mind right no. you write things out if you, no matter what it is you're writing everything down and and writing on stuff it's just it's so crazy but then as you get older i know something that i experienced was 
I, I, I didn't write things down anymore. I had everything in my head. I was always strategizing, but I didn't write it down on paper. And my question to you, though, is how much impact do you think that writing things out has made on you? Or do you think that someone can still, as long as they're executing, they could still have the same results without writing it and visualizing it? So in, in my life, the way that impact uh, writing things down, it's like having a conversation with a third person, right? Because you're literally then able to, you know, recognize your thoughts, recognize um, your beliefs, recognize what you're really feeling. But then looking at writing it down and looking at it later is like super powerful. So for me, the way that I started doing that was actually online. I started like, you know, posting, blogging. And, you know, it's so funny, you know, how you get like those memories like three years ago or four years ago. Right. And I'm like, holy like, wow, this is so powerful. Like I used, I wrote this and like, look where I am today. And like, right. it's so beautiful to, to see how much faith, like how was it was, was, was in, inside of me in that time. And I really truly believe that, you know, I have a journal, but I, my, most of my journaling is done um, through online because I love to share it with people. Like, so most of my sharing is actually done online because I love people to feel what I'm going through. So a lot of the things that I, I write online, it's literally what I'm feeling in those moments. And, and where are you publishing it? Like, do you, do you have a blog or is it Instagram? Or Facebook? Yeah, Instagram. Or Facebook. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my main, my main platforms. And, uh, I, I have felt like so much love by just experiencing, right? And I will tell people if I'm crying, if I'm going through a breakup, if I'm like on cloud nine, if I'm failing, like I literally document it all because I have no ability for me. Like I don't have a wall to hide because for me, if I feel a wall showing up, it means that I need to share. It means that I need to show up because I need to have the courage to face that fear. And if, well, how, if, if I can show up with courage, that means that I give permission for somebody else to do that. I would agree. I definitely agree. Let me ask, for a lot of people, I know somebody's watching or listening to this right now and they're saying, okay, well, how did you lean into being vulnerable, right? Because for a lot of people, the reason why they don't post or document is because of the fact that they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be looked at as inferior. They don't want to be looked at as... Um, you know, almost like an alien, right? Like they're not uh, normal, right? So how were you able to lean into that? Obviously you went through your lowest of rock bottoms with being on drugs. So you felt like, hey, I had nothing else to lose. But for somebody else who maybe hasn't put themselves in that position to almost just be stripped naked, how can they still, you know, start to lean into that? Especially if there's somebody who they felt like they've built a pretty good image, but now they start to feel like it's not who they are and they're living a little bit of a double life. My question would be first thing for those that are, are already living, you know, like they've built like some sort of a, a, a name for themselves is like, do you feel like you live in integrity? Do you feel like people can actually learn from you? Um, through your experiences and, and, and instead of just living for yourself, are you able and capable and willing to live for others? Mm. 
because I think that's the biggest thing is like we, when we start thinking just of ourselves, that that's the only way that we show up. But if we can start thinking of other people as a result of, of the reason that we're here and understanding that your own healing is actually the way that you heal other people. Now you can actually merge consciousness of, of pretty amazing individuals around the world and, and, and lift up together. Right. My biggest thing in your first part of this question was talking about like, you know, um, vulnerability. I, yeah, the vulnerability side. So how I was able to really be vulnerable and um, for, for a long time, I wasn't, you know, I, I had a lot of fear, like, um, you know, I, I had this face mask of like, you know, I needed to be the best marketer or I needed to be the biggest looking guy, you know, I needed to, um, only talk to, to the most beautiful women, you know, like, um, like all this like stupid shit that just like, is just like, who fucking cares? Um, like you know like it just it just was so dumb like as i look but compassionately i'm having i'm, I'm saying this because i'm laughing at it but like like I, i'm having compassion for myself because i didn't like, it's funny right right um so vulnerability was a way that like i remember for so long i would have a becoming a conversation and, and i used to be married at one point and i would have a tear in my eye and I remember at one point, uh, she said to me, like, like, why are you tearing up? That's so unmanly. And uh, I really felt like shame and guilt and like, like, wow, you know, like, fuck. And then I realized that, wait, that's probably one of my greatest gifts is like, you know, that I could tear up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a conversation. I could like really cry in a conversation and um, share my heart openly right um but i judged myself for the longest time i would like hide my tears or i would like turn around or i would like 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 wait or like suck it in you know like all this like this stuff that was just like you know what society wanted me to be like and i realized i was like you know what eric like you have very little to prove at that point and then i did um some deep prayer. So, so I don't know if anybody here has ever done like plant medicine called Bufo, but Bufo is something that like really like kills your ego. And it, it uh, helped me understand it was this really powerful force of realizing who I am not. And I ran away. I literally got up and I ran from the shaman. Like I ran from him. Um, because I felt like I was like, I, like I was dying. I felt yeah. like, like, like my ego was dying and I had so much compassion for the ego, but like, I literally ran, I literally ran for three kilometers. Like people were like, who is dogs were running after me? Like the shaman was running after me. And like, I was scared. I was scared. And I realized after the end of it, I just started like, I screamed and then I cried, like just cried. And I realized for so long, I've been trying to prove myself. To who? I have nothing to prove. I have zero to prove. I have everything to be just as I am. And that's why people that know me love me. And people that get to know me love me because I'm just so open. 
Right. I'm so open. And so now this was like a catalyst in my life going through that experience to really helping me understand, like, listen, Eric, like you are so open and like expansive, full of love and this like it, it powerfully contained intensity that you can bring to the table is really the most unique thing about you. And I don't have to be somebody else. I don't have to compare myself to anybody else. In fact, I do myself a disservice if I do. And if so, my fear is being judged by somebody that I'm comparing myself to. It's just me judging myself. There's no reason for me. Instead of me expressing myself, which is the ultimate form of self-love, I get to focus now. Like that's where I, that's that's what I should be focused on. So now I get to focus on how can I genuinely love every little thing about me? The tears, the laugh, the ego that shows up and I get to discern that and I get to decide like I'm just human. Right. So much fire, man. So much wisdom. And I'm sure there's somebody right now that's thinking like, oh, my God, exactly. Like I have zero to prove. Right. And I think that's what a lot of us, we show up and we think because society has told us, right, that you have to show yourself to be number one in something. So then you're watching what the external factors are. You're watching other people. Right. And one of the biggest things that I've ever learned in life is success or comparison is the biggest thief of success and joy at the end of the day. Right. And, and a lot of us, especially with the social media landscape now, it's hard to not see somebody else, especially if you're talking about your niche and then you're, you know, targeting what other people in your niche are doing. So just having that affirmation to say, Hey, I have zero to prove because my experiences are different than their experiences. Right. So other people are going to resonate with me differently than they would someone else. And who knows what those experiences are, but that's also what makes me unique. Right. And that's what I have to bring to the marketplace. So I think there's so much wisdom, so much value in that, my brother. Let me ask, um, based off of everything that you know now, if there was one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on where you are today and your dream and your journey, what would that one thing be? Just do things a lot faster, not allow my ego, the story of my ego of why I can't do it or the fear associated with it from holding me back. It took me two years to to gain up the confidence to go online. Mm. Two years. And were you already dabbling in it? You just hadn't full flat. You just wouldn't go online. Yeah. I was just like, like, this is stupid or like everyone's doing What got it. you the breakthrough? Was it the plant-based medicine? Um, no, I haven't done, like, the first time I did medicine was, like, last year. Um, wow. It was in October of last year on Halloween. That was the first time I've ever done medicine. So, like, the years prior to that, I was working a lot of, like, on ego and, like, like generating. And what specifically? Were you reading books on it? Like, what specifically were you doing when you say you were working a lot on your ego? Because there's somebody out there listening or watching right now that says, yeah, I understand that ego is a number one killer for me. What can I do to start working on my ego so right two, now? There's two responses here. So, so the first one um, is focused around before I even got online, I ended up really defining um, why am I so scared? Right. Like, why am I so scared? Why do I keep like listening to everybody when this like dream inside of me is living for a reason? Right. Like they're, they're I just need to do it. 
you know, and I was following like powerful people. I was listening to um, Tony Robbins, um, who's been a huge catalyst in my life. And, you know, a lot of like people that I, I really aspired to like learn from. Right. And so so when I was learning still from Tony, there was still like this like deeper work that I didn't understand. You know, I, I've, listened, I've spent time with Joe, Joe Dispenza, Tony Robbins and, you know, Todd Brown and all these like beautiful individuals, right? Like that, that have really helped me understand deeper what I need to do, but there's deeper work still. There's always another level. Mm-hmm. And I realized, um, you know, I've, I always read books. So I'm always reading, learning a lot. You know, The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, I've read like eight times because it's so deep for me and I always learn something new by it. Um, but for me, recently, last year, I um, I really like, I, I didn't, I knew that I was in this online business, but I didn't know like what was the purpose of this online business anymore. I felt so unfulfilled. You know, like I was traveling the world trying to figure the fuck, figuring myself out. And so I knew I needed to go deeper and I didn't know how. I didn't know how. And like, you know, ayahuasca showed up a couple of times. People like were talking about it. I was like, I'm going to fucking like, like something needs to give that I need to like release or like go or go deeper. And uh, so I did it, you know, and it was deep. But then I, but then I really went to Ecuador and I came down here to South America and then I really understood the power of, of nature, of the indigenous, of what it means to like really work in unison of like a unified source, a unified collective, a place where, you know, we need to like really tap into the energy of each other, of merging of consciousness, because you know, these concrete jungles that we lived in or that I've lived in, um, there's a lot of energy there. And the energy could be something that takes us out of the truth, the equilibrium, the balance that we have within ourselves. But if you can go and spend time by yourself in nature and really connect to it, you realize how small you are in a bigger frame but how important you truly are, how big of a gift you really are and how everything around you can teach you something. Mm. And to me, that was where I, I really understood is like, wow, there is so many, you know, trees, the ocean, waterfalls, birds, eagles, you know, that live from a place of trust. You know, they live from a place of faith. So it's because we have these powerful minds that we need to learn how to use those minds as a force for good. Hmm. I and, would agree. And instead of allowing it to holding us back, because our, our minds are the greatest gift that we have. The central nervous system, you know, uses these nerve endings to collect energy and pass that energy through our bodies. But it comes from our heartbeat. Right, It comes from our heartbeat. So understanding that we have to use our being, our human, our vessel as a, as a true force for 
positive outlook for love and compassion and support of each other is why are, why we are here. The ego only creates separateness, not unity. Oh man, I I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, it reminds me of what's the book by Ryan Holiday um, about ego? Uh, I, I think know. it's. I read it. Oh, I think it's stillness is the key, but it might be a different one. Um, and no, man, Ryan Holiday, he's he's huge into stoicism. If yes. you're, if you're, yeah, yeah. so he, he's got a lot of phenomenal books. I have on one that, of his but, books, the one with the quote that every day I forget what it's called, but uh, the obstacle is the way. Sorry, is it the obstacle is the way? It might be. I have to check it. I I was reading one quote every day for the past year. I had it last year, and I was reading it every day, and I haven't opened it up again. So maybe I should start. <laughs> yeah. Then are you big into? So I know you talked about your creator, your God. Are you big into the Bible as well? Do you read the Bible like every yeah, day? Yeah. So so. The greatest book that I believe is out there is the Bible. However, I haven't read it read it in detail. Um, to me, I think there's a lot of uh, knowledge that I've learned just over the years um, from not just the Bible, but from the Bhagavad Gita and you know the Quran, and really understanding pieces of like the the concepts of like the um, the like likeness of each of them, right? And um, so scripture is something that I'm not totally, um, you know, I, I can't tell you, you know, specifically, but I know the essence. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely does. And so, no, I was just curious to hear your thoughts, man. You've been sharing so much wisdom. Uh, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Um, the last question I have for you is, uh, and this is one that you've tapped into in bits and pieces all throughout the episode, but there's still somebody right now. First off, I want to be the first one to say thank you. And I appreciate you, my brother, for coming on and dropping so much value. Uh, I'm sure right now there's somebody besides me that's super inspired by your journey, your wisdom, um, but they have that little voice in their head still, right? They want to blaze a path just like you, but that little voice says that they're not strong enough they're not smart enough, or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would leave this person with to get them to just take action? So I can tell you that story that exists inside of you exists inside of all of us. Um, and just right now, right? Like I have this like big vision of creating this big land and, you know, I don't know how it's going to happen. You know, I'm just doing every moment I'm creating a deck to like put it in front of investors because I believe that the right individual, the right investor is going to believe and see my conviction and see that, wow, like I need to jump on this train because if I don't, you know, there's going to be another four or five people um, that do. And so having that faith, that belief in yourself is the first thing that you need to see. And because if, if you are looking for an external circumstance to validate you, it's not coming. Nobody is mm -hmm. coming to save you. It's you that's going to save yourself. So I empower and I would love for you to see in yourself that you have this vision inside of you, this belief system inside of you for yourself, for others, right? It's, it's there to manifest a bigger, greater opportunity for you. And the story that you're telling yourself 
that you're not big enough, you're not, you're not creative enough, you're not resourceful enough is a story. Change your story and you will change your life today. Mm, there you have it. Well, I, again, want to say thank you. I'm so humbled that you came onto the show, my brother. We'll make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes. But for anybody who wants to stay directly connected with you, where can they find you at? Best place is Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram. You can also check me up on Facebook. So Instagram at Eric Balance. But feel free to check out um, ericbalance.com, my website. And then, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing retreats here in person, so in, in Brazil. So if you are interested in doing something, some deep, deep, deep work with like the indigenous and like really sacred ceremony, you know, I bring really some of the best um, uh, chiefs from all of the local tribes in Brazil here together and really create magic. Um, go to ericbalance.com forward slash Brazil. Cool. Well, we'll make sure that we put that link in the show notes as well. And um, yeah, man, I want to be the first one to say you are doing some super powerful stuff if nobody else has told you today. And just as he said, Dream Nation, you got to take action. You have everything you already need inside of you. And if you don't take action, that dream that you have will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.